0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these Go to Eleven. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Zach Bartle. Zach, what's going on, man?
1: Oh I mean, I'm just doing a little cool down, a little stretching after the run that I went on. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For, for those of you who uh, are just tuning in, uh, Zach is indeed mocking me. Um, I'm not mocking you. I'm <laughs> mocking myself. I'm mocking myself. See, I,
1: I, I had to reschedule, bump it back a little bit. You were very kind. Then I was like, I'm ready. you ready. You're like, I'm on a run. And I I felt, I don't know. I, I just saw that, that picture of you and all Wolverine-ed up. And I was like, <laughs> feeling small in a week, man.
0: Well, uh, if it makes you feel any better. Uh, the reason why I'm out running is because I'm definitely like 20 pounds overweight. So um, it was more like a, I'm going to run this section of the road and then I'm going to walk the next one. And then I'm going to run the next one and walk ah. the next one. So I'm trying to build up to uh, to a four mile run uh, steady. So um, How old are hopefully? you? Uh, 36. Hey, we're about the same age, except that I turned 40
1: in like three days. And I got to tell you, man, it's just a number, et cetera. Uh-huh. I t- I, like right in the last just few months, physically, and maybe it's, maybe it's psychosomatic. Like my knees have been hurting when I've been walking and like just stupid stuff. Um, Feeling the so- creaks and cracks. Yeah, I would not, or as Chris Roseboro called it, creeping decrepitude. <laughs> I would not. Uh, I would not start running myself at this point because I feel like the cartilage in my knees being like, yeah, we're retiring. <laughs> hang it up. I, we're I, done. I do like to get.
0: Uh, sorry, go ahead. I, I just said, hang it up. We're done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to get on the treadmill, and I, I like I, I, I do a little not not like walk one street, run run street, like like I do the the program. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and I think this one's probably for like grandmas or somebody <laughs> where like the treadmill had it has all these like set things. I, I think I feel like this is like a '90s treadmill thing. Like this was all the rage for a while. Yep. You could you could like it, like download it onto your iPad and or iPod. It was an iPod back then, right? And and then you'd plug your iPod in, and it would have like that 1980s computer like cassette tape language of like, and that would tell it what the so, so it would have, like, I'm uphill now and it would go, zzz, and I'm, now I'm going uphill, now I'm going <laughs> faster uphill, and then it'll go back down to level. Yeah. And it has me run a few times in there. And if I do that, I feel great, and I haven't been doing it at all. Mm. Yeah. Nathan, you, let me, you, why don't you sort me out a minute? Okay. I have this thing where in the wintertime, I'm like, oh, I feel just like sitting by the fire and reading. You know, it's just kind of a, it's a dormant time of year, like hibernating. And then in the summertime, I do cycle, but I, you know, I don't push myself a lot. And I say to myself, well, how dumb would it be if I got on a treadmill in my basement when it's gorgeous outside? It'd just be a waste. I'll wait until the winter and then I'll get on the (laughs) treadmill and round and round we go until I turn 40.
0: Yeah, dude, I totally, totally understand so I mean when I was in high school I was in really good shape. I mean crazy good shape. I went away to college. My first year of college I actually did really well. I didn't pack on the freshman 15. I actually lost weight and got a little trimmer because I was I was on the rock wall all the time. First semester of my sophomore year, get back to school, I'm taking a full load 18 credits. Two of those are things that I am not good at. So my grade plummets. So basically I spend the next three years of college trying to work my grade up and I do absolutely nothing, literally, I do nothing other than walk to and from class. And I swear, before I realized it, I was much heavier than I was at one point. It just like popped on. And I stayed that weight for a while until I was just about 30. I went in and started working out again. I actually worked out with a trainer and I got back down to the weight I was in high school. And then I kid you not, about four years ago, we moved, and when we moved, I just got out of my routine, and it's taken me four years to get back into a routine of working out again. It is the yeah. biggest pain in the butt ever.
1: I've been on that. Uh, I've been on that ride a few times. It's, in fact, that's also. It's like you plug in the uh, the iPod, and it's like you know, you're going up. Now you're going down. Right. Now you're going. <laughs> and and uh, I, I actually have Excel spreadsheets in my computer that show. The times when I have just and you know I the the amount of time this has been going on, there's been like several different major uh, you know kind of trains of thought, uh, uh, philosophies on on what's good to eat and what's not. Yeah, like I lost a bunch of weight on all this like low fat crap. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Doctor Oz. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Health Talk. I, like like on all this like low fat like stuff that I I mean I I was just super low fat diet. Now I go and I get my triglycerides checked because he's like, you sir are going to die because you're just like they're they're out of and that comes from sugars and stuff because right. in everything that's low fat no fat they're like take out the fat and just throw in the sugar right and so it's and I haven't figured out the new way that I'm going to take some off but you know it gets harder and harder as you know yeah and uh, it's it's it used to be just like ah big deal the next six weeks I'm going to. Right. Nose to the grindstone. I got my Palm Pilot. Before yeah. people had uh, my Fitness Pal or whatever, I had uh, Calorie King on my Palm Pilot. Nice. And I'll just, every calorie, it eh, doesn't really do the trick easily anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and like you said, I mean, it, it was just so much easier at one point. You know, I mean, I remember in high school, it's like you'd put on a couple pounds or you'd put on your winter weight and then track and field would come around and it's like, boop, back down. We're good to go. Man, have we uh, have we complained enough about our weight?
1: Yeah, all you know, the, the, it's going to rain here. I can tell because my knee, it's really starting to blow up, you know. Uh,
0: <laughs> harumph, harumph. <laughs> when I was your age, I walked uphill both ways in the snow. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'd have a hot potato in my pocket to thaw my hands. <laughs> I got third degree burns on my hip.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, man, that's great. <laughs> Dude, middle age happens so fast because I was literally 27 years old when I arrived in the town I'm at to pastor the church I'm at, and that was six months ago. And now I'm turning 40 in a few days. It doesn't – that doesn't – it's unacceptable is what it is. I know. The
0: injustice of it all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm totally excited for, uh, what we're going to be talking about today. We actually, we have a string of things that we're going to be talking about, but we would be remiss if we did not bring up our good old friends, Mission Aware. Um, I actually need to email Jeff and find out what's going on. Things have been hovering a Don't little tell too him. long. Um, what's that? Don't tell him about the two. The two of these go to 11 pages. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I wasn't. Actually, yeah, that's really cool. If, uh, if you go to the Mission Aware page, I don't know if Jeff actually fully listens to all these podcasts. Um, <laughs> I think he just listens to make sure that we're promoting him, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. We're still there. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, so I was checking it the other day and I, I texted this to you and I was like, dude, gut check finally has its own thing. And then I was like, immediately after, and these go to 11 has two sites you can click on. <laughs> Maybe he Slug. felt bad for like accidentally knocking us off for a couple of weeks. So he decided to double the pleasure, double the fun.
1: Or he just put two up. So when one of them disappears, he doesn't have to do anything. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. But, um, no, but, you know, like I said, um, I, I've been saying the past couple of weeks, you know, this was a huge contest we did. They were putting everything together for that. 18 people responded to that. And we, we spent an entire podcast just reading off those, um, uh, those iTunes reviews that we got. And so there is a lot to put together, but I am going to, um, check with Jeff and find out how all that's coming because I know everybody's anxious to receive their free swag and cup. So we will make sure we get on that. But also, um, uh, Mission Aware has tons of other great products. Zach, I know you've mentioned the five solas before. Um, they have the t-shirts and things like that on there. They have, um, all sorts of mugs, tumblers, uh, coffee mugs, uh, they have the moleskin journals, which i 've actually gotten more and more into um, using, and as I said on a previous podcast, not necessarily for uh, biblical use but for d and d use, so you know I figure it balances out my soul, having a nice reformed moleskin journal there as i 'm playing the devil 's game.
1: Jeez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, you want to hear something fun? I'm wearing a uh, Mission Aware t-shirt right now. Nice. Which one is it? It is the uh, Trinity Crest. And I uh, chaperoned a school trip for my son today. It's a Lutheran school. And everybody was like, hey, a nice Trinity t-shirt. Nice. And I was like, you're the only people who know what it is.
0: <laughs> Check out Mission Aware. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's great. So last week we had a great time with Turk talking uh, Avengers and comics. Dude, that was just such a blast. I uh, you know, sent a couple of messages to Turk. Um we had been uh texting back and forth, you know, he had an absolute blast. Wants to come back on and hang with us again at some point. So we're definitely going to make that happen. But I wanted to talk to you because we had actually teased this in an earlier podcast about Cobra Kai. And Obra was, Kai never dies, dude. I was able to see the first two episodes today, um, right before we got on the podcast, so that we could talk a little bit about it. And I am—I'm actually surprised at how it—it's it, got this weird dynamic going on where it's like I'm sucked in and interested, but at the same time, it's still not like it's not taking itself so seriously that you're like, "Come on." Um, what what are your thoughts on it so far, Zach?
1: Well, when you say so far, that uh, implies that I haven't already watched the entire thing all the way through <laughs> once and then halfway through again. Um, see, I watched the whole thing to make sure it was okay for my son because he was so stoked about it. And just so people know, it is okay uh, with discernment for older kids, mm-hmm. but there is, there, there is some sexual stuff and some F-words that just they don't add anything. They're not needed, and I say that knowing that. Once, a, I mean, there are times when a, when a lone use of an F word mm-hmm. it packs a punch and it does something. Right, or it's even just kind of like <laughs> that was. I didn't expect that character to say that, and and, and you're like, well, oh, whatever, all right, you did that. This is pointless. Yeah, but it's it's little enough that I said, yeah, okay, well, it we'll would skip you know uh, one one or two little parts that you'd find boring anyway uh, that are kind of like teenagers talking about um you know teenager things uh so i watched it all the way through i actually watched the last <laughs> i watched the last five episodes in one go nice.
0: um
1: my my wife went to sleep really early one night and i was like i don't know what to do here and so i just started watching, and it, next thing i knew it was 2 a.m and uh, and i had just finished watching the tournament all valley high tournament My friend, you are going to love the arc this thing takes. (laughs) Nice. But uh, I I feel like the the tone that was promised in the preview, Mm -hmm. it, it carries through about halfway through the season. And then you start getting, and I'm sure this was an intentional move, you start getting music cues from the movies. You start getting a little zamphir, a little zampy. Yep. You start getting uh, dun 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 dun. I don't know what string instrument that is. Uh, dun dun dun. The, the little uh, Miyagi's coming in, and and there starts to be some like serious stuff. Yep. And it, it comes in just to, at the right moment to save it from being just too much of a who cares fest. And mm-hmm. then it, and and it stays for a little while, and then it goes, and and, and we get back to you know, it, the, the characterization of. The the way these two guys switched places. Yeah. Now now Daniel lives in the hills, and Johnny lives in Reseda. Yep. It, it's just so perfect. It's it is it is one of the most clever and well executed things. I don't know if you read it, man, but I went on Reddit and I, I wanted to see what people were saying. Everyone was saying I thought it would be just nostalgia mining, and there's all these great characters, and it's actually well written, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, I don't, I don't think it's too much to say. The, the first episode, um, just basically deals with, um, Johnny's arc and his story in, in where he is. And then the second episode deals, um, more strictly with uh, Daniel and his arc and where he is and, and how things are going. Um, And you see like where things are overlapping and intersecting in their worlds again. Um, And it's just, it's, it's really fascinating. Um, And I've, I've enjoyed the, uh, like I said, just the first two that I've seen. And I'm, I I finished the first two and realized that, you know, those were free. It's kind of like crack, you know, the first two were free and then you got to go on and pay for it. And I'm like sitting there with the card, (laughs) like, uh, uh, No man, you don't. Your your first month of YouTube Red is free. That's true, actually. Yeah. So I've got to go. You're right. I've got to go after this, and I've got to sign up for the free, and then watch this thing,
1: dude. And you, you know the first two are good, but you haven't gotten into where the dojo starts filling up, and some of these characters you've met become Cobra Kai, right? And you start thinking, you start, you really start seeing things from Johnny's point of view in a really cool way, and honestly. Think about, it, and this has been this has been floating around. You know, this has been floating through the transom for a long time in memes and stuff. But like, you've got this guy. I think even Patton Oswald did like a whole big riff on on the Johnny uh, Lawrence story. Right. But this this guy, who's from his point of view, he's just trying to be romantic and get his girlfriend back. And and uh, here comes this this cocky jerk from New Jersey. And and you know, yeah, they get in a fight. Of course, I win because I'm a I'm a black belt. Um, and then, and then, you know, it's all forgotten as water to the bridge until he soaks me in the, in the school dance for no reason out of no, like Daniel's the jerk.
0: Yeah, really is. (laughs) Yeah, that it's funny because, uh, yeah, that has been going around for years is like Daniel's the real bully in this, um, and seeing, seeing that kind of play out and how that works. Um, so yeah, that's funny. I was looking at your uh your facebook posts so so no uh, no news of Terry silver yet in this huh
1: no no Terry Silver in fact, I was quite certain through most of the the season that they were doing this what, what I think is a refreshing and smart move of a lot of franchise uh, kind of revivals, which is just to be a um, sequel to the original and ignore everything else mm-hmm. like. Jurassic World is not a sequel to Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, in, yeah. in that world, no T-Rex ever wound up running around American streets. You know That right. just didn't happen. Right. So I thought they were kind of doing that. And then out of nowhere, there's, there's a reference to Terry Silver. He just doesn't make an appearance. Um, yes. That's why Cobra Kai was banned from the All-Valley Tournament for life, because Terry Silver and, and John Kreese and Mike Barnes were so unsportsmanlike mm-hmm. at one point. Um, and of course, Daniel sits on the board that determines who's banned and who's not. Oh, it's a great, it's like, just a great role reversal and, and a great underdog story. It it was so well done. I, and there's going to be a season two and I'm so excited for it.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing this one up and then plugging my way into, into season two when it comes out. And, you know, I, um, will definitely be on the, uh, will be on the lookout for, um, you know paying for a month or something that's that's kind of the nice thing with a lot of things like this is you know you can usually pay for your month subscription so 10 bucks you get your binge watch of whatever you want and then you can cancel your subscription no muss no fuss so um you know that's always nice about these things
1: can I can I give you one spoiler and give everybody one little spoiler All right, not a major it. plot spoiler there uh, so um the the main character uh the young guy named Miguel yep who is the, the kid getting bullied who, who then is taking karate. Right. He goes on a date with Daniel LaRusso's daughter and he's going to take her to some corny thing, you know, chocolate tasting and stare at the stars or something. And and Johnny goes, no, no, there's only one place you take girls on a first date. And he says, where? And Johnny has this kind of knowing grin and then they cut to the golf and stuff. <laughs> sign which apparently is still open in real life it must be and there's a modern cover of the same exact song that plays when Ali and Daniel are are putt-putting and jumping trampolines it's it is so there's so much satisfying like this is what everyone wants to see so here you go and it's, but that's not it. It's not a one-trick pony, right? I, right. I, I, I want to talk about it more after you've seen the rest of it.
0: Well, and even in these first two episodes, he's uh, the the kid. It's Miguel, right? That's yeah, that's Miguel. He is. Yeah. He's sitting there listening to uh, his his ringtone goes off, and he's, you know, it's some like modern pop like junk. And Johnny just kind of looks out, and he's like, he's like, no, you're not allowed to ever play that again. You know, you need to do like Guns and Roses. And the kid just looks at him, what? What's that? I'm going to pretend you didn't say that.
1: <laughs> there's a great callback to that later, too. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. And, and, and there's so many word-for-word word quotes. Like when, when he says, uh, you, we're not trying to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. Man faces you, he's the enemy. Here in the street, I, I can quote it by heart because I saw Karate Kid 1, Conservatively speaking, 150 times nice. uh, during the 80s and, and early 90s. Uh, uh, so he says here in the street on competition, and, and then he says, "What is the problem, Mr. Diaz?" Instead of "What is the problem, Mr. Lawrence?" It's <laughs> and, and just all these wonderful moments that they've given. They've given them just enough new life and just enough of a twist where it's not like just re like the kind of sequel that just rehashes the first thing. There's, there's newness to all of it yeah. and, and you never get the vibe from any of these actors. I guess really just the, the two are the, are the ones that, that you could get this vibe from the two leads that these are people who are like, Oh work, I get to work again. You know, like, it's right. just like, Oh, I like this character. I'll, I'll embody this again. And, and there's a, there's a kind of naturalness to it. It's not, it's not desperate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah, I agree. And go I mean, going back to that rivalry, I was thinking about something else, you know, that we were talking about with that whole bullying thing. And there's this great thing where um, you know, they're they're kind of meeting each other again for the first time and uh LaRusso's you know, let's be honest, being a jerk around a couple of his friends, rehashing the quote unquote old days.
1: Cousin uh, Louis.
0: Yeah, and he's like He's like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, uh, you won with – this is Johnny, you know, you won with an illegal kick. And he's like, well, <laughs> kind of like you elbowed me in the knee. It's like, yeah, I got a point t- – or I got a penalty. You won the match. You know, <laughs> it's like like once you start seeing and hearing all of these things and getting this perspective, you're right. It's just – it's very fascinating. Um, it's a really fascinating story and the way things progress and, and have taken off. And like I said, I'm only in the first two episodes, so –
1: it's been good. And when he said, you're all right, LaRusso, and handed him the trophy, yeah. he didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> we find that out. Uh. Well, hey, I tell you what, I may be, uh, I may be you know, borderline, uh, what's the word? What's, what's the, what is the adjectival form uh, uh, for uh, the have, having – problem with your joints. Good grief. Oh, arthritis? Ar- arthritic is arthritic. the word. Arthritic. Yeah, there you go. Arthritic. So so this is what... I, I was going to make a, a really smooth transition, and then what <laughs> happened was there was like 10 seconds of me... <laughs> Again, on the verge of turning 40, trying to think of simple words. Um, I was going to say, but my eyes are fine because I've got on my phone the the teeny tiny, like, difficult to read screenshot of an email to you. And I have no issues reading it
0: whatsoever. Nice. When one sense goes, the other one picks up.
1: (laughs) It's like Daredevil over here.
0: I can't move, but I can see. (laughs)
1: And find somebody who uh, can't see and
0: can move and together we'll make a whole man. <laughs> dude. I, I would always joke with my best friend in high school about that. Like he was, he was a, a thinner guy, but like he was, he was toned. Like he had abs. I was like, I was just a muscular guy. Um, and so we always joke like, dude, I'll, you know, we'll just take my chest and put it on you and then we'll just be a complete like jacked ripped guy. And, uh, you know, it's kind of no wonder that all girls will walk around and be like, "Are you guys gay or something?" <laughs> it's like, no, funny. No, <laughs> <can> right. <laughs> we we fit together. <laughs> We're not gay.
1: <laughs> well, so what we've got here, email wise, is uh, some some stuff from a couple of listeners. Um, and we've, we're going to do this, I think, uh, ongoing, right? As long as we get stuff coming in every once in a while, we'll answer some questions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what's the email address again? Um, if You you can do one of two things. You can either go to our website, Podbean website, and if you click on um, uh, responses or email or something like that, it'll actually send a direct uh, link from there to my personal email email address I don't like to give out my personal email address but that is linked up there so you can um, you can just send an email through there or you can go ahead and use the these go to 11 email which is these go to 11 all spelled out then the number 15 at gmail.com so these go to 11 all spelled out the number 15 at gmail.com
1: all right I don't uh, it's we've, we've blown through some time with cobra Kai and being old so we, we, we may wind up having to do uh, one today and one next time. Cool. We but let's start that. with uh, this one here comes from. It eh, doesn't say. That's all right. Um, with Zach now a part of the podcast, I would be interested to hear a discussion. Never mind, it is difficult to read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hold on, let me get it closer to my face. <laughs> At least I haven't gotten to the like old guy thing yet where you, they try to hold it like seven feet away. Right, aesthetic. Right.
0: Playing um, the trombone there, in and out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With
0: Zach now part of the
1: podcast, I would be interested to hear a discussion on legalism and antinomianism. How do we live so as not to fall into either trap? Also, if you... Uh, you see, I, I, I'm trying to do this on my... Oh, that's why. The screenshot you see cuts off a couple words. Oh, it does? Uh, <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Discuss more in depth on Christian liberty. I know you have in the past. And the Christian's conscience. What if the Christian's conscience has been seared? And what if something, something, God isn't clear on something? That'd be the word of God isn't clear on something. The Bible tells us that our hearts are deceitful. So how can we trust a decision we are making with our conscience which I would think has to be at least somewhat tied to the concept of the heart as used in the Bible. Thanks. All right. I read it. You answer it, dude. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I mean, we have um, spent, you know, so much time and I appreciate this one. I think this one was um, Noel, if I remember correctly. I think that's who sent it. Um, I, I'll, you know, try to double check and look that up. Um, but... We we have spent a ton of time talking about this, and one of the things that I think you know we always go back to is um, there are so many people out there who are willing to tell you what your conscience should and shouldn't look like. Um, you know, people. You know, and and whether it's directly or indirectly, um, you know, there are people out there, and we we mentioned this. Um, on a couple of episodes back where, you know, John Piper is just a genuinely um, just toned down guy who, you know, he, he's just not, he's not big on, you know, TV. You're not going to catch him like binging Cobra Kai or something like that. You know, it's just, it's not his personality. That's not what he's into. Um, and a lot of people try to take that and adopt that and place it on themselves and do it in a very poor quality way, and so you you get this kind of poor quality image of what they think they should be, and they start placing it on themselves, and then the problem is they try to project that onto other people, and so you have these things that the Bible never really speaks about. Should or should I or shouldn't I watch Cobra Kai? Um, and you have these people who would just ultimately be like, no, and if you were to boil it down, the reason would be because John Piper doesn't watch Cobra Kai. And so I think we need to be careful when we ask that question about, you know, the conscience to a certain extent, because ultimately, if if you are being guided by the Holy Spirit and you are spending time in his word and you are truly seeking after his will, then I I believe you are going to be in a position where something is going to bother you. And And when that thing starts to bother you, are you going to pursue that or, and, and, to me, that's where your conscience can become uh, dulled and seared and, you know, stop working as it should when you, when you keep pursuing those things. Um, I also think that part of that is having people around you who know you, you know, so if I have a group of friends around me and they know my personality, they know my temperament and, you know, we're we're being honest with one another about where we are, then it's going to become very evident very quickly when I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing. Um, And so I think, you know, it's, it's hard to really nail down an answer because we, we get this question like this and I don't know this person personally. I haven't spent time with them. I'm not in their life. And so, you know, it's very possible um, that this person, you know, who's, who's asking this, like, oh, I, you know, I can watch, you know, I mean, I can watch tons of violent movies and I, and I you know, I say this kind of, you know, half in jest, but not really. I mean, I'm just, I'm not a violent person. Like that doesn't really appeal to me. And so I can watch violent movies and not feel the need to go out and like rage on something or someone, you know? Um, but if I were to start getting that way, I would have friends in my life who would kind of look at me and be like, there's a little bit of a shift in dynamic with your personality and you know this, that, and the other, and be able to kind of catch me on that. And at that point, I would be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be watching as many violent movies. Maybe it is now starting to have an impact on me. Um, and so I think there's not just one thing. I think we have several places and several guards in our life, you know, first of all, our our own conscience and conviction through the Holy Spirit guiding us into what is sin personally. But then we also have those outside guards and outside people who are in our lives, who know us more organically, who can kind of point us and steer us in those directions where it might be sin. But also knowing those people in your life who tend to follow a temperament where it's just like, and I've heard this so much in my life. Uh, you know, with, with anything and everything, you know, it's like, I don't mind occasionally going out and buying a lottery ticket, you know, and it's like, well, why would you go out and buy a lottery ticket when you could just become addicted to it? And, you know, it's better just to be safe. You know, I enjoy drinking. Why would you drink? You know, it's better just to avoid it. And then you never have to worry about becoming a drunk. It's like, uh, okay yeah i, I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time didn't Christ come to give us freedom and to live in that freedom and as long as i'm not sinning I'm enjoying that freedom Zach, your thoughts uh, well you know when you when you
1: bring up antinomianism that's and then you bring up conscience, it's into my mind there's two different issues here um antinomianism being the idea of uh lasciviousness. Mm-hmm. Being okay for a Christian, um, you know, we see that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the antinomianism literally means anti-law, anti. Uh, in fact, you know, we we see in Romans one um, people being handed over to their own shameful lust because they just revel in sin, or like like Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, the, the most misused scripture of all time, mm-hmm. right? Where there's no vision, the people perish. So we have right. to write a vision statement for our church. <laughs> really, it's you know, where there is no, I think mean the ESV says prophetic vision. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about vision from God. We're talking about, we're talking about revelation from God. Mm-hmm. Um, the people cast off restraint. Mm-hmm. So so casting, throwing off restraint, like, oh, good, we can do whatever we want because Jesus died. Mm-hmm. You know, shall we go on sinning that grace will increase, Romans 6? And By the answer no means. is a genoita, which my, my Greek prof always said means H-E double hockey sticks. No. Yeah. Uh, you know that's the most emphatic possible way to say no no sir no chance yeah uh that's the opposite of what we ought to be doing right um and so i mean law we, we have this weird pendulum mm-hmm. you have people who are super fundy and you have and i'm not putting john piper in that group that's he, that's his own personal right. piety and awesome right. but there are people like uh, who would impose on everyone. Like, if you get gas on a Sunday, you are in abject sin. Right. And and, and they've just invented, you know, very pharisaical kind of uh, twist on things. Right. Um, you know, the, you know, the, the same guys who, who said, look, your disciples do what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Uh, you know, stop them. And Jesus said, no, they can do that. These right. are laws you make up, you know. Uh, the same guys who pointed at Jesus and said he was a glutton and a, a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners, Um, but you know, the, the idea that we have to then go to the opposite side in order to flee from, and this is how the church always works. I think it's how humans always work. Mm. Ride that pendulum to the other side. And let me just show you how free I am Mm. free to do things I should not want to do. Yeah. Well, then you're, you're not free. You're, you're still right. You're still a slave. You're bonded. You're bonded to sin. Yeah. Um, now this the the question of the conscience comes in, uh, and he says specifically i think where, where god's word is is uh not clear right. so god 's word from without is telling us uh, as a new creation in christ there there are so many passages that kind of lay out for us um, you know galatians five comes to mind what, what are the works of the flesh and what are the fruit of the spirit mm, yeah and and with or without. You know, a burning in the conscience, even if I've seared my conscience, I can read that verse and say, that's a whole lot of categories, you know, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, um, enmity. Most of us aren't getting in accidentally like dabbling in sorcery, except guys who play Uh, (laughs) D&D, strife, jealousy. But if what I'm doing or tempted to do or how I'm living can fit into those categories, then I need to be praying that my conscience will convict me. Yeah. Because, I mean, the word conscience, it comes from Latin, conscience, with knowledge. And when you go and look in the Greek, the word is sunetesis. It comes from sun, which means with, and edo, which means to know or to look. So it, it means with knowledge either way. I mean, our word means what their word means. Right. With no, I know this is wrong. Um, and, and the question, though, is about how do I avoid um, you know, falling into an error when I'm not quite sure what is wrong and, and you know, that's where discernment comes in. Right. And that's where, I, I think our our main concern has got to be for our brothers and sisters. If something does not violate God's clear uh, word, you know, the, the the teachings of scripture, it's it's permissible, mm-hmm. but according to St. Paul, it's not necessarily uh, expedient to the King James or beneficial right. um, or, or constructive. And so I need to ask myself, is there a reason to limit myself? Is there somebody who... You know, me watching Cobra Kai is somehow going to cause them not to get their their you know boxers in a bunch or get all right. upset, mad, but to stumble and fall into sin—actual sin. Well, if that's going to happen, I better be willing not to. We, I mean, you know, I think we were talking about this with. Oh, I don't remember the topic, but but you know we've got uh, we've got that element of it, but but when we start getting into if I'm if I'm anywhere near antinomianism. Mm-hmm. I need to be moving in the other direction. And right. I love like the White Horse Inn. I love, you know, my reformed heritage. I get nervous when I hear the flippant, like, unless you've been accused of antinomianism, you aren't really teaching the full grace and sovereign, you know, grace of the gospel. Someone's going to have to accuse you of antinomianism and then you'll say, oh, I'm on the right track. Uh, eh. You know, I mean, it, 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 Jesus, the, the last book of the Bible, we've got Jesus railing against that woman Jezebel, mm-hmm. and uh, clearly this is either you know a sect or an actual literal woman who's leading people into carnality, right? And and he hates that, and and then the Nicolaitans, mm-hmm. um, and it was in an Ephesus, and uh, I don't know. It's been a while since I I preached Bergamo, <laughs> I think, right? right. Um, and these guys are. You know there there are people who were saying licentiousness your your freedom should be licensed and and Saint Peter has something to say about that too let 's take this freedom we 've been given and turn it into license to sin and that's if we're if we 're being accused of that, yes, it may just mean there are some Pharisees you know waiting in the wings and you know wanting somebody to snipe. But I need to look pretty close and say, eh, "Is there something that I that my my conscience should be convicting me of?" But mm-hmm. I have seared it. Yeah, uh, and I, I think we, if if there's no one saying, "Hey, you, you need to look at this," and if I'm not reading God's word and going, "Whoa," I fall into this category. I probably shouldn't be spending my life, you know, afraid with every tentative step that I'm right. accidentally <laughs> going to slip slide into. An antinomian point of view.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and I and I, I appreciate how you you know made those two uh, distinctions because th- there is, I mean, anything that that clearly violates um, God's given law, what we see in Scripture um, is is just it's clear, it's cut and dry. This is something that we should not be doing. I mean, it's it's obvious. I should not be committing adultery. Right? I mean, that's just, that's there. I should not be stealing. I should not be going out and just, you know, murdering people. Like, these are things that are clear cut and dry that we shouldn't be doing. I shouldn't be lying. I shouldn't be, um, gossiping. I shouldn't be slandering. You know, these are all things that scripture clearly talks about. And so, when we are doing these things and excusing them away, then we give way to um, that antinomianism. Then people actually have a legitimate cause to bring against us in case to bring against us for not acting like Christ. But on the other hand, you know, when you have people – You know, going back to what you said about Christ and the Pharisees, you know, Christ was accused of being antinomian, not because he was antinomian, but because the rules that he was violating weren't God's laws. They were man's laws that were placed on people. And in essence, Mm -hmm. they were keeping them from God. I mean, You know, if you look at, if you look at the sin of, you know, the Pharisees and, and what they were doing to the people, I mean, these are, these are the religious leaders who were supposed to know better, who were supposed to be leading the people to the one true God, to Yahweh. And, and all the laws and rules and restrictions that they were placing on people just in no way, shape or form were was anyone ever good enough? Was anyone ever going to be able to get close enough to God? And that's the problem. Which is the point of the law. Right. And that's the irony there. Right, right. Um, But all those extra laws that they put on there um, were just even more oppressive. You know, so when Christ comes, you know, and he talks about, you know, how his uh, yoke is easy and his burden is light, you know, he's talking about I'm taking, you know, this sin, this oppression that you have on you, but also giving you what you said, this knowledge that not everything that you're being told is, is sinful. You know, you don't have to live under that yoke anymore, that burden of sin, that burden of death. I'm coming to, to relieve you of that. I'm taking it upon myself um you know and that's just um that that's just so freeing and and wonderful to to be able to to look at that and say in light of that in light of the sacrifice that Christ is making for me you know uh, who wouldn't want to serve him who wouldn't want to keep his laws keep his commands um in light of all those things
1: yeah and and the reformers talked about the three uses of the law uh, the first being Civil use, you have even the, the heathen believe in this one, law and order. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it kind of the, pers- the purpose uh, from a spiritual point of view is to, to hold me back and hold everyone back from, from doing all the evil that they would otherwise, yeah. even if their hearts you know have that tendency. Right. Uh, the second use is the uppercut to the gut and the shove to the foot of the cross that we all need. Uh, take a look at the Sermon on the Mount and 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 you know Jesus teaching on sell all you have and he's he's using the law uh, as a mirror to show people their sin and also as a, a school when, when Paul says a schoolmaster you know or a tutor right. that's not that's not some nice teenage girl that you're that you know is the daughter of someone your dad works with who comes and no 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 this is someone with a ruler whacking your I mean this right. is stern right um, so kind of shoving you to the cross saying, I can't do this. We can't do this. Jesus has to do this. And then the third use is uh, a ruler uh, you know, to show us this is how you live, not out of uh, a outward imposed crushing yoke, That's that's going to push you to the ground, but now I have a new heart. Right. And when he says heart and conscience related, sure. Because the reason that I have the with knowledge uh, of my sin and I'm convicted is, A, the Holy Spirit indwells me. B, the heart of stone has been taken and replaced with a heart of flesh at my conversion. And so that's why I can, I mean, before I could know. So I had the knowledge, Mm -hmm. but all it did was condemn. Right. Now... It pushes me back to Christ, pushes me back to Christ, and, and over and over time, it, it makes new habits, it makes a new lifestyle, it makes, it's, it's making me into a new creation. Yeah. And, and something else that uh, just occurred to me about the searing conscience I meant to say um, is that y- you have, if if the conscience is seared, that means I've ignored conviction, I've ignored right. a crisis so many times, that it's just like if you were to, you know, I don't know if you play the guitar, but I do. And when I play it a whole lot, mm-hmm. I, I can't even feel anything on my fingertips. Yeah. You know, it's calloused. Right. You, or, or if you burn yourself a whole lot, you know, you kind of don't have right. any feeling. But you got that way by great feeling. Right. That burn hurt or, or you know, your fingers got all sore from playing. And, and so you even have the memory of when you seared your conscience. You know you did it. Yeah, it's and I've, i we've all dealt with this. We've all gotten to the point where, at some point, the Holy Spirit broke through that right. and and showed us. And it, I know we knew that when, when when we've seared our conscience. We have even the knowledge that the with the knowledge thing we've we short circuited. Right. So we even know when we don't know, right? Because, because we're playing a head game. Right. We're we're going back to the old Adam. And the old Adam is very good at this justifying stuff. Right. And we know we're doing it, and we're letting ourselves do it. And so I think there has to just be not a reliance on follow your heart, right. but a am going to grab my brain by the reins, and I'm going to lead it. I'm going to grab my heart by the reins, and I'm going to, and I'm going to lead it. I, I, that was one of the – well, that was the only good thing about uh, that, that uh, Kurt Cameron movie. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not true. There was, there was uh, the line – um, you can't follow your heart. You've got to lead your heart. Your heart is deceitful. Right. And then there was the scene when he, uh, pulled his like lap, or not as a laptop, it was like a desktop. Oh like a yeah. Tower and brought it out outside and just, and just smashed the it. Crap out of it with a, that gave me chills. Yeah. Yeah. Actually also just every, every scene where, uh, Kirk Cameron was like smeared in soot and stuff. Uh, <laughs> that guy's awesome. I, I, I make, I'm not even ashamed. That guy's awesome. <laughs> um, where are we? What, what was I talking about? Kirk, uh, oh yeah, Kurt Cameron, and yeah. how awesome! He is. Oh no, 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 no! It's conscience. Um, so, so yeah. You, I mean, I think that if if I'm thinking to myself, if this wrong, people have told me that this is wrong. I can't find a clear statement in Scripture mm-hmm. that it is sinful. Mm-hmm. I'm not leading someone else into sin by doing it. Someone else for whom it's just, this is cut and dried, mm-hmm. and I don't have any memory of formerly being convicted and as a mature, this has never been a crisis point for me. Uh, and, and I would add the step of, and I've talked to my pastor or other godly men or women that, that know me and, and know the Bible and, and said, am I, am I playing games with myself here? Am I letting myself off the hook? Mm-hmm. At the end of that, you can close the book on it and yeah. you can, and you can fire up episode one of Cobra Kai and definitely watch it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think I think that statement you made is just it's the most important statement that if you're trying to get your information of what you think is right or wrong from a Facebook post or from a chat room, it's not you're not going to like it's you're never going to be informed. I love the argument that Paul makes with the whole eating of the meat or drinking where it's like he goes through the whole argument and talks about how it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's perfectly fine to eat and drink and there's nothing wrong with it. But then he builds on the argument and starts talking about, however, you teach your brother, you talk to them. If they're still convinced in their heart that this is wrong and this is sinful, that's where you use your freedom and you use your freedom to abstain so you don't lead them into sin. You know, because for them, it would be sin. Right. Exactly. But it doesn't dismiss the fact that, you know, if you're kind of in this area where you're like, well, you know, I really, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is wrong. You know, I'm not sure where I land on this. Talk with people about it. Talk with some different people about it. And like you said, talk with your pastor. Talk with people who are close to you. Talk with people who know you, these godly influences in your life who can kind of walk you through the process of why this is right or wrong. And, you know, and then, you know, as you're walking through, if you, again, come to that point where it's like, yeah, I, I really I don't think there's anything wrong with this. Then enjoy as long as you're not leading someone else into that sinful state. And, and
1: the examples that people would say, but I don't want to I don't want to fall down this this ditch. And they'll point to you know name the sin that's become fashionable. Right. And people have built these lattices of fallacies about why the Bible doesn't apply. And they say, see, I, I see other people doing that with their sins, and I want to make sure I'm not doing it with my sin. Um, because those people will say, no, I don't feel guilty at all. No, 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 no. And, you know, either it's, they're not saved or they've seared their conscience. And and, and that makes me wonder about a lot of salvation stuff too. But, but at the same time, they're ignoring clear, uh, clear teachings in scripture. And they're trying to twist them and turn them into these weird, you know, do this funny play. So it says stuff, it says the opposite of what it says. Um, if you're not doing that, I mean, hopefully you have enough community where you have people who will call you out if you're doing that. Oh yeah, and they'll be like, "Hey, listen, there, are Just right. cool it. You know, they'll, right. they they won't let you off the hook there. Right. Um, and, and you know, you 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 have to be careful even in your church because if you're just seeking out people who will agree with you. Right. I mean, that that goes back Jude, Jude, hold on a minute. Let me get, I'm actually going to open a Bible um, because I want (laughs) to get this right. We do that on this thing. (laughs) Well, usually I just have the whole thing memorized, you know, Um, Jude, Jude Mm four, for certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. So you got to be careful that you're, I mean, people will go into a quote unquote church because that's the church that accepts their sin Mm. yeah. because their heart has led them there because their, their heart is deceitful above all and smarter than them. Uh, and, and, and they'll say, well, no, I met with the pastor there and I, we talked it out and, and I told him that sometimes I feel guilty and they just assured me that's the old fundamentalism. You just got to get over that. Uh, we gotta be careful about that kind of stuff. You gotta make sure you're in a solid church and surrounded by solid community, yeah. so that when you come to a, a point where there's uncertainty in your spiritual walk, they increase your certainty and give you confidence right. in in your walk, rather than muddy the waters and yeah. just make ev- you know everything. Then all of a sudden, everything's beneficial, permissible, right. expedient. It's, it's all as long as it makes you happy. Be Yourself, right, and, and uh, that's uh, that's dangerous. So I, I think the fact that this person is even asking this question shows a, a great amount of godliness and and a, a hunger and thirst for righteousness. The fact that someone's even worried about searing the conscience makes me think this is somebody who's on a good track, sanctification wise. That they see the danger of this. They've read the right. scriptures. They know that's out there. So I don't. I don't want to just take away the. You know, I don't want to say, "Oh no, don't worry about that." Right. I want to say you can build yourself um, safeguards. The kind of the opposite of how the Pharisees built all these extra rules as a hedge. Right. We build the 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 hedges just simply God's word and people who will help it, it apply to my life, so I don't fall off that opposite ditch into antinomianism. Right. To a world where instead of freedom, I have just different
0: shackles. Right. Well, and it it is. It is a really hard question to ask and answer, too, because each one of us is different, you know, and Paul does speak to that, you know, for some of you, you know, the freedom is, hey, you can eat and drink and it's not a big deal. And for others of you, no, this is a sin issue and this is going to bother your conscience and so you need to abstain from it. And And there is, there is that freedom and there is that flexibility and, you know, the issues that I have with sin – in my life aren't necessarily going to be some of the same issues that others struggle with in their life, you know, we we do struggle with different things um, and so, you know, I know for me, like I said, you know, I I can watch movies and it doesn't really get me amped up, it doesn't get me hyped up, I'm not I'm not, you know just um, jazzed up like that with violent movies I have friends though, who they'll watch a movie like that and it's like, alright, I'm ready to go, you know, 20 rounds outside and it's like, whoa, chill out buddy you know i mean (laughs) it's just a movie it's over with and you know for them it's kind of like this is bringing you to a place where if you're ready to go pick a fight with someone maybe you should tone it down um you know and and i have those conversations with those friends you know it's like um are are you sure that you know this was the best thing that we could have put in to watch you know um but it, but it is different. You know, it, it, we do flex in and out. And I know for me, one of the things that, you know, I always hear from people too is like the what if, you know, um, and, you know, let's take drinking for an example. Well, what if you're out at, you know, a restaurant and you order a beer and someone in your church who struggles with sin sees you drinking that beer and then they go and sin. It's like, you know what? There's a point where, if i'm not flaunting this in front of that other person no i it's not my responsibility to go in and look for every single possible person that i could possibly know in a restaurant before i decide if i'm going to order a beer or not you know however at in that same token you know if somebody comes up to me and i know they've been struggling and be like hey i saw you order you know a beer and drink a beer You know, and I know they've been struggling with that. It's like, hey, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, is, it was a big deal and, and have a conversation with them. You know, most of the time the problem is we make these assumptions, we jump down each other's throats and we don't have enough grace on either end to be like, oh, you know, yeah, we're, we're all brothers, you know, and, and this is life and occasionally someone might see me in a restaurant ordering and drinking a beer who might be struggling with that, you know? And for me, there's an immense amount of grace and freedom to say, you know what, that's, that's out of my control and I don't need to worry about that. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I,
1: when I started at, at uh, the college I went to, you couldn't go to a movie theater Mm -hmm. first year. Uh, the, the, I watched everything roll back over the course of of four years of college, five years of seminary at the same same place. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the idea was, you may be going to see um, Monsters Inc., but someone wouldn't know if you were maybe going in to see something very raunchy. Uh, so movies are suspect. So movie the movie house is out. You know, it was a leftover thing from right. uh, a, a former. Uh, very fundamentalist affiliation. But at the same time, you could walk into a bookstore and there was no fear that, you know, I could be going in to buy a Bible or I could be going in to buy a Playboy. Right. Um, you know, there, there, there was no, uh, it, it, it's, it's very arbitrary. That, that end of Christian liberty, I have run into real life, rubber meets the road kind of case studies so infrequently yeah. that it it almost doesn't even it doesn't even really concern me it doesn't interest me it, yeah. you know i in fact one of the first times ever was when we were at the conference we had on the gut check podcast uh, with with jay keston the guy that was there with me who's often pops on with us uh, a a discussion about the way the a certain podcast was, uh, you, you know talking about alcohol and putting it on their products and everything. And he was an addict. And, and I, I remember thinking like, these are conversations that we often pretend happen a lot, but they don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they're, I think whenever someone invokes these passages about the weaker brother, mm-hmm. a, they get it backwards and they will read it and claim the benefit of being the weaker brother, but if you ask them, they think they're the stronger brother. Like right. they don't even read it carefully. And secondly, they're not, they're not stumbling into sin. They're not sinning yeah. Yeah. because they're just offended. They're just, oh, I can't believe you would do that. That's very, and that's not what that passage is about. So I, I those, in my mind, those, those things happen so rarely in my context. Yeah. If we're going to, you know, when you when you get into these questions of uh, Christian liberty I, I'm more along the lines of wanting to contemplate what the the same sort of thing as this guy who wrote in or lady who wrote in I don't know um, who who was saying it's it's a personal matter of piety for me right. and their concern is not you're causing a brother or sister to to go astray but that they might go astray and not know it mm. um, and, and I think the more I think the real answer to that and this is a really corny. Pastor, answer is tons and tons of prayer. Yeah, uh, and, and the more you're in prayer, the less there will be doubt about whether or not you're in sin. Yeah, uh, because you will know. And, and I've I've found that, that you go through you go through seasons of, of prayerlessness or very little prayer, and when you repent of that and begin to to go back into God's presence a lot more, you start to see some of this debris, spiritual debris that you have started to let. Because you haven't been attentive to it, right? Um, that that's a big piece of the puzzle too. Then, so I think I mean God's word, obviously number one. That's all. That's overt, and that even if you're not feeling it, that applies to us. We have to obey it, right? Secondarily, the conscience coming out of you know the the third use of the law coming out of the new heart, the heart of flesh, the new creation. Who I am, uh, the the having knowledge of because the Holy Spirit is convicting me. And then also I've got other you know, brothers and sisters all around me who can, who can take me aside or I can take them aside and say, listen, do you think it's okay that I'm, that I'm doing this? Mm-hmm. Is, is, is this okay? And, and they may say, well, it's not a sin, but I don't think it's a smart idea for you. Mm-hmm. And I've got to be in a position where I've got people who can speak into my life in that way. And I'll, right. and I'll take their, I'll say, oh, I hate hearing that, but I'll take your counsel.
0: Right, right. But I think, I think, again, that goes back to, you know, you need to establish those people, not based on what you want to hear, but based on those people who know you, Um, you know, I mean, Zach, you and I, we, we do this podcast, but at the end of the day, you and I trying to speak into each other's lives to a certain extent doesn't work as well because we don't know each other that well we we get on and we joke and we talk and we share some things and we're speaking once a week but even like even an accountability like that is kind of like uh i don't know you know but there are people here in maryland with me who do know me who i would go to and i would be like hey what do you think about this you know um i'm you know kind of thinking about this what are your thoughts Uh, you know, and I would, I would be talking with people about those things the same way that I would be talking about if I was going to change jobs or something, Hey, I'm looking at this position. What do you guys think about that for me and my personality? You know, and I, and I've done that before and I've had really good friends in my life who have been able to speak to that and be like, uh, I I gotta be honest with you. I think for your personality, that's not going to jive so well. And then other people, um, you know, in other settings or some of the same people in other settings and I've asked that question. It's like, Oh man, I think that would be great for your personality. I think that would fit you. I think that would work. Um, you know, but I think those things that we question in our own lives, we have to have, like you said, those people in place who know us and not just the things that we want to hear, but are willing to say the hard things that, mm, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I think you should, you know, rethink that kind of recheck yourself on that. Any, um, I think we're at yes, yes, yes. Yeah,
1: man. Another... You don't know that reference, do you? Sorry.
0: No. What is that from?
1: Oh, it's from a great podcast called reply all. Oh, okay. No, you should check know. that out. They, they occasionally will do this thing where they read a tweet. This guy who doesn't know the internet well read a tweet and the, and there's three people and they'll say, do you understand this tweet? And the two young guys say yes. And then the older guy's like, no, I have no idea. And then they do it till they're at yes, yes, yes. And they have, they have consensus.
0: Nice. And I think we, I think we have that kind of consensus here. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, you know, I think people are, are – they, they kind of got hyped up where we almost disagreed with each other a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know what? Choke on what you said. I hated it. Everything you said was trash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, sir. <laughs> I, got, I had a guy
1: on uh, on Facebook – do you ever get into an accidental like huge argument on Facebook? Yeah, where you were like, "Wait, I didn't mean to." What? And, and and somebody said something about Superman, Batman versus Superman, and Infinity War, and I just chimed in with like, "Dude, Batman versus Superman was a turn." Uh, <laughs> yeah, try and justify it all you want. It was, and in my mind, if you make fun of a movie someone likes, you're just busting chops. Who cares? Right. And, And like we start, we went back and forth a few times, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's really upset! Like it's like I it's like I insulted his sister or something."
0: Uh, I'm I'm glad you're not one of those guys, man. (laughs) Oh, dude, it's honestly, I mean, they're like online. um, I've I've kind of removed, um, not removed, but like I hide people online that um, I just get so tempted to like say things to um, just like I don't I don't remove from my friend list we can contact each other whenever we want but like I just I found myself just going through and like you know what if I see another post about this I'm just that was my sin thing that was like the thing where I was just like I can't do this I can't like I am literally going to begin losing sanctification if I do this and so I just had to hide those people and you know not not get into it with them because I would and i just realized it is the most fruitless thing ever to try to get into a facebook discussion with someone about anything that they view as important
1: yeah yeah is muting people on twitter and uh and unfollowing you can unfollow so that you don't see their stuff and then you can make you can set your settings so they don't see your stuff yeah and then you just see when it 's their birthday and say "Happy birthday." yes and there you go <laughs> yep it's, and, and everything's simple and, and yeah if you if you like you remember a funny memory, you can still hop on their wall, you 're still friends yep uh, yeah, I curate very, very carefully, uh, because otherwise, I have a hard time not I have a hard time not jumping into those online debates, knowing. It's like entering a Twilight uh, trivia contest. Like even if you win, you still entered a trial, Twilight <laughs> trivia contest, and that's
0: on you. So do 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 <laughs> Oh, man, yeah. I, I completely – I know what you're talking about. It was funny because um- – in my earlier days, my wife would actually go on and hide me from her family members because I would get into some things with her family members. And so like, there would be one day I'd be sitting there and it's like, oh, I hadn't noticed so-and-so popping up. She's like, yeah, I, I hid them from you. you. You can't see anything that they wrote. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> She's like, they're they my wanted family. They
1: you to feel the burn or something.
0: <laughs> the problem is like, I get into like I just get so hardcore into debate and and I, I love debating people. I will debate my students all day long about anything and everything, and I just i love it it 's a passion of mine, and it doesn 't matter whether it 's in writing or whether it 's verbally. I prefer verbally because then. You have the added benefit of the nuance of, you know, sarcasm and things like that when it's appropriately used. Or you can spin kick them. That's right. Either one, you know, I I find either one ends the debate quickly. Uh, (laughs) But online, even if you are just straight up typing how you are supposed to type, most people don't have the level of. I don't know, uh, writing etiquette to know that if I just type a sentence straight out, not to read anything into that sentence other than the words that are there. But yeah. so many people read in their own inflection and tone and things like that. And it's like, I didn't even put anything. All I did was say this. And then that just snowballs for me and I get into it and I'm like, well, now I'm really going to give you some tone and inflection. Um, so, yeah, my wife has on more than one occasion just been like, these are my family members and we have to visit them on holidays. And I know you don't care, but I do. <laughs> so hide, hide. Well, people can look forward to you and I having the uh, post-debate debate
1: about whether or not we should have had the pre-debate debate <laughs> when we have the guy with the self-published atheism book That's uh, right. at some point. So, yeah, yeah. There we go. Actually,
0: that's going to be coming up either um, at the end of this month or the beginning of June. So that's not uh, that's not too far away. I should I should read the rest of that book. It's <laughs> it's
1: a little bit of a slog, is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, I, I don't know if this dude listens to us or not. But you know, in all fairness to him, I went and um, at one point I tried to read through uh, the Dawkins delusion. And um, this is a guy who's, you know, supposed to be a genius when it comes to thought and ideas and science. And I I got about halfway through the first time and then I got three quarters of the way through the second time. And I was like, nope, nothing's changed. This is an absolute waste of my time and hmm. just stopped. I haven't read that one. Yeah, it was I, – I actually – I had a better time reading Ravi Zacharias' book. The Dawkins delusion. Actually, I don't think it was Zacharias. I think it was um, Alistair McGrath who wrote the Dawkins delusion. Um, I thought that's the one you were talking about. What? What couldn't you finish? The God delusion by oh, Richard yeah, Dawkins. Oh yeah, of course not. Yeah, the oh, God delusion by Richard Dawkins. Oh, that
1: I, guy's a one-man gong uh, show. That, Hi, I've got a I've got a degree in X, so let me be a, uh, pretend to be an expert in right. A through N. Now,
0: give me a break. Yes, literally. Oh. It was horrible. So, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy that. I'm gonna, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to talking to the gentleman. And like I said, either end of May or beginning of June. So, good times, man. Good times. All right, all right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and sign off now, Zach. We just rocked the Casbah. These go to eleven.